and to show him how much we appreciate his over two decades of Dragons coverage, both home and away. So without further ado, here's my colleague and friend, Steve, I'm not quirky, you're quirky, Distachio. Steve Distachio, thank you for joining us on the MSUM Dragons podcast today. How are you doing today? Fun. Ready for this weekend, too. Fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, I like home games, so I'm excited about this weekend. Yeah. I like being on the road, but I like home games, too. How long have you been been doing this thing of following the Dragons around? 23. 23 Uh, years. So I did the... Do you remember your first game? Yeah, 1995, the Crystal Sugar Bowl. That was your first game was the Sugar Bowl. Over at Concordia, I was working with Mac McLeod, former offensive coordinator. And I had zero idea what I was doing on the old 1550 AM that was Fargo-Moorhead Sports Talk Radio. And they put me on, and the Dragons lost 10-7, I think. Mm. And I don't know. And then in 1998, I got recruited back in, and uh, Dr. Katie Wilson said, you want to be on radio? Go be on radio. You You raise the money. So that's where it basically began. You've been on many, many years. So why do you do it for so long? Because it's fun. Why do you do why this? Why is it fun? I mean, come on. Why is it fun to you? We've talked about why it's fun to me in the podcast. Well, I'm, I'm old news, as everybody knows. Right. But we don't get to ask you these questions. This is fun right in the now? Yeah. Because we're groundbreaking? Why was it fun back then? Let's go back then. Why was it fun back then? Why would you get started into it? I always wanted to do... Sports talk. I liked sports talk radio. Sure. And then I, I, I had a federal government job in the early 90s. I grew up outside of Baltimore, as you know. Mm-hmm. And we would sit around in a cube and pretend to be the sports reporters. Yeah. And I was Dick Shep. I was the host. And I always wanted to do it. And then I moved out here and found out that MSU Moorhead, where I was going to school to get a degree in, a second degree in communications, didn't have radio. So I talked to Larry Scott, and a relationship was made. It's it's a lot of guys. Television or radio will tell you they got to be lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lucky. Sign me up. Yeah, absolutely. Do you still feel lucky now, even Privileged. twenty some after yes. years after? Why? You put this on television. <laughs> what <laughs> only, am, what am I missing? So what am I missing here? Yeah. I mean, the day that Doug told me we're going to be on television, I'll never forget that day in July. At Ruby Tuesday in Fargo, we had an annual lunch, yeah. and he said, we're going to move to television. We're going to do it. Yeah. For a, for a year after we tried the one time. Yeah, we did, I believe. The, it was the FM pink, Acro, no, yeah. Go Pink game. Yep. was our first test. Oh. And it, it for those of you watching at home and saw no issues, you didn't see the madness that was happening behind the scenes when our signal dropped right before the show. WDAY came over and brought gear and saved our rear end. Um all of that happened seamlessly to the viewers, but it was a struggle. It was a real, like, should we do this or not? Can we technically pull this off? And uh, we have ever since. But you've, you've been with it long before and now still through. Um, so it's, it's been, yes, we decided to put you on TV. That's your problem. Did you want to do TV in, in those early days, or was it just strictly voice kind of thing? I, I don't know. I never... It, I don't know if it matters because TV was never an option back then. True. You know, I think TV came 
at really a good time. Mm -hmm. But I think what got me comfortable enough for television was we used to stream our games. Right. And I got in front of the camera during mm -hmm. halftime because mm -hmm. our coaches have always been great enough to come up at halftime and talk live and mm -hmm. after the game and bring a player of the game up, like a John Webking after his dazzling performance against presentation. Yeah. But I mean, that got me, <laughs> that got, honestly, that got me used to being in front of the camera. Yeah. So when we did television, yes, that first night I could wring my suit out with sweat. Right. But since then, it's been, it's been, it's been really, really good. I, in my opinion, it's been really, really fun. And where it is now is definitely not nowhere near where we started. I think um, we leaned on the back of Joe Schwer at the beginning, who was our broadcast director yep. back then, and he helped set all this wonderful things up. But in the background, um, I'd be remiss without mentioning Alex Nelson in, oh. in this mix because he was a student for us for three years, um, showed up early, stayed late for free. And then when Joe decided to go chase the dream with the Anaheim Ducks, mm -hmm. Alex was the next logical fit, and he's fit in perfectly and is now taking it to places we never dreamed of when we started this whole game. Um, and you get to hear, I think, on the road. It, it's mostly, in a way, audience, people watching our broadcast for when I look at the statistics. And so when you go on the road, I'm sure, and we, we talked about a situation just recently of people coming up and, and giving compliments mm -hmm. of, the level of broadcast that we like to put on here. Um, you know, share some of those stories for, for the people here watching and listening. I, I kid, but I do like going on the road. I don't like inclement weather, but I like going on the road. True. And I get to see good friends on the road that we've shared a diet Sprite with on the road, maybe during um, the tournament down in Sioux Falls. But um, you get to see good people. And then I have had perfect strangers, I've had coaches, I've had athletic directors, you name it, come up. Steve, you guys got the best broadcast. Not even close up in Moorhead. Mm -hmm. And I never take it personally. It. I always think about the team. That's a God's honest truth, John. Yeah. I think of the hard work that you've done, that Alex has done, that these kids have done, your Brent Keels, your Taylor Thurs, your everybody yeah. that works with this David doing the promotions. I mean, it's mm -hmm. all part of this go team that you've created, and then we'd be remiss without the support of Doug and Chad and Dr. Blackhurst. So mm -hmm. it's it's really, really cool. The commissioner's office, yeah. I get texts all the time, hey, we're sitting around having a diet sprite watching the Dragons game. Whoa, that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, and really I, cool. I, I don't mention it to Tudor on Horn. I mention it because you've seen it develop yeah. into what it is today. And I, I, you know, there's been a lot of people that have been involved in that process. And just to see where it is now is incredible, even for in my time. You have a little bit more of a scope. Tell me a little bit about your method in preparation um, for, for a game and how maybe that's changed over the years now that we're on TV. It's gotten easier because of the web. Yeah. I mean, in the old days, this was Scotty's office. Right. And I would rely, or over there was Scotty's office, and I would rely on him to get handwritten or typed in notes. Yeah. And I might not get that until a Saturday morning. For a Saturday afternoon game, mm -hmm. so the web, the the website that the Northern Sun has certainly helped. Mm -hmm. I mean, broadcasters these days, to me, have it a lot easier because everything is right there. I go home after a Friday game and I'm starting to prep for the next night, and everything's updated mm -hmm. at the press of a button. So I also know the league because I think I've done more Northern Sun games than anyone else, NSIC games. 
So I know the league. Mm-hmm. I know players. Normally numbers become faces in basketball. Right. But then for football, the Dragons, I mean, they're wearing a helmet. Football, it's numbers. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know who the quarterback and the the, the specialty guys are. Right. And then I came to know that Aaron Bowles going to be here, and he's forty four. But um, everything is based on websites. So I'm going through websites. I'm finding out if John Webkin gets into the game, mm-hmm. might not get the most minutes from everyone else, but I have something to say about him or her. Mm-hmm. And that's where my preparation comes from. So it's just looking over rosters, making sure the pronunciations are as perfect as I can get. Which, if you are a broadcaster, that is one of the biggest peeves for any audience <clears throat> of all time. Get your pronunciations right. Especially when you know that most of the people watching are the opposite team. You know your own folk. Make sure you get the other team right for the fans watching from the other school. It will anger them. And I've gotten gotten several several yeah. messages, not on us, but just people, our own fans, of just complaining about, oh my God, this guy, this person's messing up our, uh, our the, the pronunciations. Can mm-hmm. they just ask the question? Right. So just, if you're an aspiring broadcaster out there, just go ask. It takes 10 minutes, and you get to know somebody. It takes two minutes. It, it, and then you get to know somebody. Right. I mean, that's the other part is, you know, you can get it right. And sometimes I've even had coaches, uh, when I ask for a coach's name pronunciation from an assistant, they intentionally give me the wrong pronunciation to mess with the head coach. Really? Yeah, just as a as a fun thing that they Not can nice. do. I know. But it happens. It happens. So you've seen... A long time of Dragon Football, basketball, mm-hmm. and recently we've added Dragon Volleyball mm-hmm. to your docket. Um, tell me a little bit about some of those moments, because this podcast is designed to talk about things that are a little bit more than the games. Mm-hmm. What are some of the moments that stand out to you that you've sat courtside, up in a press box, wherever, and witnessed that really stood out as something special happening? Not in chronological order, 47-42. Number one, March... 2015, the Dragons won the region just because mm-hmm. of the expectation was it was the Augustana Invi- Invitational. Right. They were loaded. They mm-hmm. still might have been the best team in the country. Right. But they got beat on that Sunday night by Northwest Missouri State. They did. And all of a sudden, I'm prepping for Northwest Missouri State, and it's a game. Okay, this is this is winnable. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Dragons might even be the favorites, mm-hmm. and. I know games these days are in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. 47 42. Yeah. You don't see that very often, mm-hmm. you know, unless two teams are shooting horribly. It was just that well of a game, and the stakes were monumental. Mm-hmm. That's why that'll be my favorite game of all time. Um, I remember back in the Metrodome in 2006, it was Damon Tomeo's first year. This is coming off. An 0-11 and a 1-10 year with two different coaches, and now we've got a third different coach in Damon Tomeo, and they get to 6-5 and five mm-hmm. on a missed field goal by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And the way those kids reacted, they, they reacted like they won the Super Bowl. And I'll never forget that because the Dragons were in a valley, mm-hmm. and that got them out of the valley for a year. They went 4-7 and seven the next year. Yeah. And then Steve Lockway shows up, and now it's just been... This rise to yeah. and I think Kansas City, which right. is December yeah. 1st of last year, yeah. to watch you and Alex pull out this box yeah. and get us on TV from Excelsior Springs, Springs, Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> With and you saying Liberty, Liberty, Liberty every five seconds because that's where we were staying yeah. in Missouri. But, I mean, to pull that off was yeah. 
a ridiculously unbelievable fun feat. Yeah, it was crazy. It was fun. It was stressful, and it was a learn. <laughs> it was a learning opportunity <laughs> at, at the very least. Um, what about some of the individuals? You've got to know a lot of people. Um, a lot of people from our our teams, their teams, um, officials. A, a lot of people. What people? What relationships stand out to you in your time as the voice and now face of the dragons? Five years in, first time the dragons did anything on the men's basketball floor was going to the NSIC championship game. That was the first team to win an NSIC tournament game on the road, and they lost the next day in Duluth or against Duluth, seventy sixty six. And I had a kid by the name of Jared Bledsoe cry on my shoulder. And he was the first dragon to do so. And it was like, wow, this really means something. This is after they won the greatest game of my tenure at the time. They beat Bemidji State in overtime the, the previous night. But just the emotion that Jared had that day. And it's like, oh, crap, we got to go home now. Yeah. It's over. Just like that. Yeah. I also remember the dragon women. I mean, hosting the championship game here in 2005. And losing, and then John Motherwell crying on my shoulder mm-hmm. when everyone else is saying, we're going to the NCAAs. Yeah, but this is a chance to put a banner in the gym and win that tournament that the Dragon women still haven't won yet. Yeah. But I remember those players, Allison Swenson back then, how intense she was yeah. and how intense she is now. And I just remember those, those times and how grateful those players are to have an opportunity to get in front of the camera you're one of them you know you probably never expected to get on camera mm-hmm. and it was and, and i know i don't you don't want this to be about you but i mean it's just those when those players especially that aren't getting 30 minutes a night mm-hmm. get a little at get a yeah. little airtime. i think they really appreciate it yeah and i the reason I really wanted to talk to you about this is we just had uh, appreciated Dragon Day in Dragonland not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we sat down, when I sat down with uh, a list of who do I appreciate most, you were you were at one of the top of that list for a lot of reasons. But I'll start with the first reason is not a lot of people know this, but my second year I was injured. I wasn't playing much, wasn't getting much playing time. And you and I were in Aberdeen at the mall. And we okay. were sitting there at the tables in the food court, and okay. I said, "Well, you know, this is one of our last games of the year. I need to get a job." And oh yeah, you go, "Hey, um, my friends over at um, at the time it was uh, KVLY, yep, not Valley News Live and KXJB. Uh, you know, they're hiring production assistants. You want me to give them a call?" It's like, "Yeah, sure. That that that'd be great." And you hooked me up with my first job in TV, my first job in production as a, a then a sophomore. Um, eligibility wise and then uh, you and Bob invited me on to do halftime news breaks with the team Bob Schieffer Bob Schieffer um, doing the halftime news breaks getting my practice interviewing Mm -hmm. talking to athletes and getting to know the kind of stories that we talk about now on the podcast and it all started you know with Steve just saying hey I'll help you and so I I can't tell you how much phone call piece of cake I know but just to, to stick your neck out and do that for me was was important and now look what we've done since then um, you know you've been a part of it and been patient with me to this whole ride I've been patient with you I will admit that 
and Alex. I'll throw him and Joe in there. It's too. not. It is very stressful. It's it can a stre- get stressful. Oh. But at the end of the day, there's the goal. Yeah, that's what we're all trying to achieve. Yeah, that's bottom line. Yeah, but at I, the end of the day, I just wanted to tell you how much uh, I appreciate what you've done for me and for for the Dragons and all your dedication to us. And um, you know, we're really proud to have you part of the Thank team. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's fun working with you. You too, it's, man. It's it's intense. It's it's we're trying to be. I, the bar's here, and yeah. that's. I want to stay there. I want to go here. Yeah, and I, I had one last question of you know what are what is probably your most pr- your proudest moment in broadcasting that you've had in your career here, and um, I want to ask it, but I also know the answer already is the next one. I, I think, like you just said, the bar is here, and we've raised it to here, and they think I'm more proud to talk about where that next height is. That's my answer. You can disagree if you'd like, if you've got a proud moment you'd like to share, because we're all interested. Well, I honestly, I, I, I don't think I was prouder than when Dr. Blackhurst gave me a note that said, Steve, we're proud to have you as our bro. I can't think of anyone else we'd yeah. rather have as the Dragons broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Doug gave me one of those notes. That was That was really cool. Yeah, but to think, and I on, and I said this to Alexis. I say this to Jared and Don. You talk. I use the word privileged, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about this on the way here today. Besides Texas, mm-hmm. NDSU to an extent, Notre Dame. What other school has their own has their own TV station? Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's just pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I think I, I am very proud of that student. Thing, in-house yeah. thing. A lot of people outsource, have a third party do it for them. We do it we ourselves do it with good yeah. old Dragon Power. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a point of pride, and we're glad yeah. to continue delivering a great product and great games. Our coaches are doing a great job putting a good product on the floor, and uh, we'll deliver it as until they tell us we can't anymore. A month ago, Alex was in Aruba, and we had Brent Keel, yeah. a student, mm-hmm. directing. Mm-hmm four games back to back friday and yeah. it was pretty darn near flawless yeah how cool is that yeah he's gonna do it tomorrow night yeah how We're, cool is that I, I know you're up there too yeah. but he probably knows more than you but how cool is that oh yeah that's it, it's, that's it's cool to talk to to them about my understanding and then i hear them talk like it's like walking into the football coach's room uh, when they're doing scout. I have no idea what they're saying. I thought I'm a football fan until I sit in that room and feel dumb. Alex and Brent and, and the students that are learning um, under those two have taken it to a level that I, I don't even understand. And it's actually fun for me to step back into, as you mentioned last time and then again tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's it's my roots. It's where, where I started, live sports TV and sitting in the truck and being... I mean, it's as close to a team sport as I think you can get mm-hmm. um, without a ball in play or a clock going. Well, there's a clock going for how long we got to wrap, but um, it's a lot of fun to be a part of, and I just want to say thank you, and we appreciate your time with us holistically. You're welcome. Hope there's many more years to come. This is, this is really good stuff. Really good stuff. Thank you, Steve, again for joining us on the podcast, and thank you again for all you do to tell the story of so many memorable Dragon moments. Next week is football signing day, so be sure to visit msumdragons.com sign 
for every signee as they come in, as well as the MSUM Dragons social media outlets. I want to thank you again for listening to the MSUM Dragons podcast. Please, please, please subscribe and share your favorite episodes on social media. Thanks again for listening. And of course, go Dragons.